0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Voices from the Planet. The only podcast that will never leave you till November. What? What? I have no idea what that means. I was listening to my music this morning and heard Gone to November. I wrote that down for some reason. I do not remember why I wrote it down. But Other than the fact that I really like that song By y Clef. Say what you want about y Clef. I like it It's cool uh, We learned how to play that on guitar when I was in high school or uh, It wasn't like a class thing Someone just taught us it But yeah, it's a song I always liked Boom, <speaking> boom, down, <in> brown, down, brown Boom, 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 do, do, Ha, <Spanish> alright So, today. Wait, hold on, my parking pass ain't working. Oh, there it goes. I, I was a little nervous, I thought I was going to get stuck in here. Um, so, I had this plan. Not a plan, but. Because these past. This week so far, every day has been a stressful day at work. So, I was thinking, perfect. This Thursday when I record my solo cast from the car, I'm just gonna fucking go off and rant and vent about the fucked up shit at work without trying to mention any names or give anything away. But... I don't know, sometimes listening to podcasts, I, came, I listened to two today, one from Krishna Das and one from Joseph Goldstein, both on the Be Here Now Network. I'm realizing the reason I'm probably stressing, the reason I feel unappreciated is that I mean, that's my ego talking, which, after listening to these, I feel like, oh, I shouldn't be complaining about this kind of shit, demanding things of people, demanding that they treat you a certain way, or they be a certain way because you want it that way, and then it more and more through the day, it was making me think, I can't really rant or complain or bitch about shit because those are projections of my ego and what my ego wants so instead of venting ha ah, fuck it i'm still going to do it so these motherfuckers at work goddamn man it just seems like lately I've been getting dealing with a lot of people who do not want to put any effort into finding out things on their own, and they just come to my department with questions that they could just as easily find the answer. And I'm not somebody who thinks you need to know everything, far from it, the way I was taught in raised that you don't have to have the answer for everything you just need to know where to find the answer and if these people coming with these questions just maybe knew that and knew that the answer is there for them and they just looked for it or did a little research or whatever that they would just as easily have have the answer I don't have all the answers to their questions right on the top, off the top of my head A lot of times I have to look it up Which they could do But no, they interrupt me Doing my shit In order to ask me something That they very well could have found out the answer to On their own Sometimes it's so simple Like this one guy, I'm not going to mention his name um, Comes up to me and is asking me questions About this specific program we're working on While he's holding a piece of paper That has the answers to the questions on it And I'm thinking, why are you asking me this? You're holding the answer in your hand. But some people, I I don't know what the reasoning is, training, I don't know, um, lack of training maybe, that they just aren't empowered to find the answers themselves. And I'm not one to not want to help people. That's fine if it's something legit. But when you're coming to me and asking me questions, and you're holding the answers in your hand, that gets a little frustrating when I gotta stop what I'm doing to help you when you haven't even tried to help yourself. And it's becoming very stressful, and the issue has been brought up to my boss, and my boss's boss, who used to be my boss, and basically the concern that I have was squashed by him basically saying that our department we are the gatekeepers of all the knowledge basically and we can't expect everybody to be as organized as we are which for one I think is bullshit because everybody should want to be organized like since when is we, since when do we overlook laziness as like, well, That's just the way they are, you know You're gonna have to pick up the slack for them No, fuck that People need to be responsible for their own shit I have my own job to do Every day um, And Constantly being interrupted For questions And like, I don't know Don't get me wrong I don't mind being asked questions I'm not that kind of guy Like, don't fucking talk to me Don't interrupt me Don't ask me for shit Kind of person but I found it sound like a broker. But when you have the answers in your motherfucking hand, don't ask me these questions. Don't come to me and ask me these questions. You're just making yourself look dumb. And then, so it's just that type of shit has been going on a lot at work lately, and I feel like I don't know. It's leading me down a path which might only have two outcomes. One, either I end up quitting because I can't deal with this shit anymore. Or two, I let people know what the fuck is up and I get fired. Because I don't play nice in the corporate world. I mean, I play nice now because I don't say shit. You know. Um, But when it comes time for me, when it feels like I have to speak up. It's usually going to be a profanity-laced tirade about how they're fucked up, and fuck you guys, and you guys think you guys are more important than us, blah, 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 blah. And I'm probably going to offend a bunch of people, and they're just going to not take it well and probably just let me go. It's just, it's just like when your boss—so one of my main duties of my job is to make changes to rates— you know, raise it 10, drop it 10, whatever. Close this, open that. And today I asked another manager. He gave me some rate changes to make. Fine, that's fine. That's a part of my job. But there was a certain set of rate changes on his thing that I was confused about, and I wasn't sure if that was a typo or, you know, if that's really what he intended to be. Looking at it, I, it didn't make much sense to me. So I went over to him And I asked him Like is this correct I just want to make sure It's not a typo It seems a little weird And he said No that's correct And then he said You know honestly It really doesn't matter What we change it to So I Jokingly said So does it matter If I even make the change or not (laughs) Ha 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 And I Walked away And then I started thinking about it More and more And it's like If you're just making these rate changes And it doesn't matter what you make it to Why are we even fucking making it Do we not need Do we even need to do it at this point Can we just leave it Maybe Or are you just Making arbitrary rate changes To justify your existence And to say look I'm doing something every day Even when you know That it doesn't fucking matter Oh what is happening here Can I go this way Oh no, the road is blocked Yeah, we're caught blocking the road over there But anyway So I'm just kind of at a point where I'm like What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, You're telling me that One of the main functions of my job It doesn't matter if I do it or not What the fuck is that? You don't tell somebody that. And I don't know if he knew that that's the way I took it. I mean, because at first I thought, like, oh, yeah, that's funny. But then the more I thought of it, I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck? So, yeah, I don't know if... Where this is going to take me. I mean, I am guarantee I'm going to get up tomorrow and go back to work. So, I mean, honestly... I'm just ranting just to get it out. I feel like you guys are my digital therapists. You guys just got to listen while I get it out. But yeah, so I've been stressed. Have you guys been stressed at work? I mean, I'm sure everybody who holds down a nine to five gets stressed out about work shit. I mean, I'm there a lot of the day, most of the day, right? It is a huge chunk of my time spent at this place. So, yeah, I don't know what to do. I feel like this is going to... It can either go only two ways. But... Yeah, so... uh, I don't know. I Sorry, now I got a little thrown off because... The way I usually go was blocked. The road was closed. So I'm trying to detour now and figure out the best way to get there. But one thing, if you're a boss of... If you're an employer and you have people under you, don't tell them that the things they do, it doesn't matter. And I don't think that's what, what he thought he was saying, but reading between the lines, just that's the way I took it. And maybe it's up to me to communicate this with them. And maybe I will, and I'll try my best to do it in the, the most professional manner, but... God damn, that really pissed me the fuck off, so... I don't know, I gotta maybe wait till I'm not so angry about the whole fucking thing before I say anything to anyone about it because to be honest I fucking need this job which puts me in a position where I can't speak up without the fear of being let go and also where they can fucking pretty much take advantage of me because I need them. Which is not a fun position to be in. But that being said, all this fucking ranting and raving and me being upset about this shit and then listening to the podcasts I listened to today. Um <sighs> drop your eye. Drop the eagle. Don't say, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling frustrated, there is no I, you are not your emotions, people don't come up to you and say hi frustrated, hi stressed, things are happening, stress is happening, frustration is happening. When you realize that these things are just happening and it's not you, they're not happening to you, sometimes it's easier to take them. And at the same time, on the other end of that, the other side of that coin is, I am happy. Happiness is happening. So that being said, we had an exciting day on Monday was, um, no, was it Monday? Tuesday? I don't know, one of these past days was our son's picture day for preschool. That's fun. Got him all dressed up for picture day at school. We had a little practice photo session. How you asking, you know How are you going to smile in your picture? So he did all these funny smiles and cheesy smiles we did serious you know model face and all this shit but um it we started me and my wife were talking about you know certain when we were young in you know, picture days and how when i was young my parents had dressed me up in a nice shirt for picture day in elementary school and when they got the pictures i was wearing a ninja turtle t-shirt because i had decided i didn't want to wear that shirt that they gave me, and I took it off, and the Ninja Turtle shirt was what I was wearing underneath, so Ninja Turtle shirt it was for school pictures, and I don't think they were very happy about that, but excited to get those pictures back, it's his first one, so that'll be really fun to share with everybody, share with the family, um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just still kind of stressed out about... uh, See, I'm kind of stressed. There's still stress from figuring out how to deal with this work situation. Um, It just kind of sucks, you know. I don't even know what to do or what to say about it at this point. But it is fucking me up some days. It makes it hard to want to get up and go to work another day of this bullshit and I can't even 100% say confidently that I love my job I mean it's okay I'm good at what I do but that doesn't mean I enjoy it you know I don't know this is gonna be a ah, fuck I don't know what this one's gonna be but if you're listening thank you Maybe maybe this is what I need to motivate me to do something that I'm passionate about. How long can one person wake up every day and go to a job that doesn't fulfill them and actually causes more stress than positive benefits? I don't know. You see some people that have been doing that for a very long time and the weight that that has on them, and I don't want to end up like that angry old man, bitter because he didn't go for what he really wanted to and just did what he had to do. Maybe what I have to do is something else. I don't know. When I see like people who, or hear stories about people who quit their jobs. To do what they're passionate about. To pursue their dreams. is really inspiring. It does give me a little bit of anxiety. Because it sounds good. But the usual. Apprehension and fear. Of holy fuck how am I going to survive. I got kids. And a wife. And a house. Like when. Is it going to be that rock bottom point as far as this is concerned where it's just like fuck it I cannot do this anymore when is there gonna come a change and I know it's gonna come sooner or later and I guess I'm kinda hoping it comes in a gentle a gentle change not a drastic shake your shit up turn your world upside down kind of change I would like to think that I'm going to be prepared for any changes that come. But sometimes maybe you're never ready. Sometimes maybe it decides for you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I wish I could do a podcast full-time. But. I didn't start the podcast to make money off of it. So it feels kind of gross to me to try and pursue this as. To try and monetize it. I know I've done it for. Fucking. With the audible link and all that shit, but. Like barely put any effort into that it was super easy so I figured why the fuck not um, I'm not much of a marketer or a salesman I really enjoy just doing this to do it and I hope you guys are enjoying it if you're listening but a change is gonna come The scene will change and a curtain will rise on a new set. A new life, maybe. When that comes, who knows? Everybody, I think everybody just wants to be happy. I don't like waking up in the morning with a sense of dread for the day ahead of me. I would like to be able to wake up and look forward to what I have to do that day. But I haven't felt that way in a really long time. Obviously, you look inside for inner peace. It's hard nowadays. With all that's going on in the world right now, all the suffering you see, I guess it's how you cope, how you deal with the suffering can't change or control what's going to happen externally. The only thing you're in control of is the way you react to these things. To realize that they're not happening to me. They are just happening. The, I think the ego wants to say, poor me, poor me. But what about you? Who's you? Who the fuck are you? Does this sound like an existential crisis or what? You think I need fucking help? I tried seeing a shrink. Two different ones. One of them was very clinical. And. I don't know. Didn't feel right. The other one I feel like I just wanted to go because I felt I should go and usually when I feel like I'm being forced and even if it's me forcing myself I have a adverse reaction where I just want to get the fuck out of there. spiritual community. I need my brothers and sisters. I need my family. We all just want to be happy, right? change is going to come. It can't not come. Everything changes. Everything is temporary. Everything is in a state of evolution. And everyone and everything is right where they need to be. And I just need to keep reminding myself of that. reminding myself that a change is going to come. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys find what it is you are looking for. Next time,
1: Peace.
2: To speak, to speak with an eloquent word is to an essence, kill a mocking bird. If I could, I'd spend all day locked away in my theater first. The stage is dark and the music plays as the curtain raises. Then we hear from the narrators, the actors take their places. Long, long ago, in a galaxy far away location, or maybe once upon a time in an older age of civilization, we are introduced to the common man with a heart of gold who fought in the war, then bought a farm where the land was sold for cheap. But he chose a wretched Delilah type Jezebel. The twist? He was threatened by the hierarchy thrown in jail, plot, another love triangle, the revenge of the Count of Monte Cristo, same woman quarrel, childhood mates and now arch rivals, he could not conceive to his disbelief he was in denial, at the start of his life term stretched it and let it drive him psycho, in jail he were trained to fight with the inmates read his bible still he swore to avenge his friend's betrayal even if suicidal to escape the palace was a task greater than alcatraz but he lasted with the cast of the montiago on his mind as he dug through the hollow rock on his climb to freedom no time for leaving no traces he's ready to face his captor with the sword and spear his wrath will take him to the hereafter be sure to be the man Iron mask as the final sand slips away in the hourglass. He ponders the lesson he learned in the past: an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. where a neck is ripe for the noose. The speck was rightfully due. Magnum cum laude and kudetch.
1: To speak with an eloquent word is to, in essence, kill a mockingbird. If I could, I'd spend all day locked away in my theater. stage left, one comes home, surprise is heard, friends, we secretly made plans for one that deserved a makeover from surgical hands, however this gift wasn't well received, the cosmetic appeal revealing one's vanity under the knife, life-altering consequence, shallow and superficial even though one had grown accustomed to one's own disfigurement. One endured an arduous experience flashed back to a serious injury Forcing one to wear a mask Then all of a sudden, someone pushed a button In blind rage, one takes one's covering from one's head And one's head from one's shoulders One arm, then another Until limbs move independent of themselves Legs are walking on toes Talking head reciting crows Abdomen rows. Then these individual members grow More mold Shift hue, texture, smell into humanoid shells One has now become many shiny sentient beings Spinning never faster, fleeing witnesses Disintegrate to ashes, incinerated building crashes Tiny people were killed in mass The many that came from one became millions Parash on Mother Earth, ransacked wilderness Robotic modernist, intrepid cavernous pathways Maze in and out, making globe into gargantuan headcase Resembling one in space, an orbiting face Exit stage right. Cucuritiatre.
3: He steps into what he believes to be his own reality, but nothing can be further from the truth. His first thought was, Why did the gods darken the skies? He wondered how long will this darkness last. He molds himself within the stills of the night. And at the first litter of life, this monster. It had been broken. dark for several days. The only light being that which cast away over the ocean far in the distance. What began as grand gloom soon turned to a pitch black crater we all exist from far in the distance. At the dawning of the opening of the sky, so were the eyes of this mild mannered monster without any resistance. With cunning senses, this intensely evil unsuspecting predator to take your spirit within an instant Iron sharpens iron, the tools of the trade blade who have been prepared for what seemed like forever At last, the time has come again for him to quench his thirst for blood Ever so clever The first prey hadn't a chance in the world We moved on ever so swiftly, having their flesh pressed against titanium blades A dagger which has faced the screams of many men in those days who have been slaves from victim to victim this silent rage took on a stage of uncontrolled madness leaving behind trails of corpses directly under the nose of those who protected them and just as the light came and he began his slaughter so came the night he slowed down his horror to an empty calmness where he'd reflect i'm not of this world saving his best kill for last he falls on his sword kudeti An overwhelming sense of awe settles into the collective consciousness of the audience. For they are no longer anchored to their safe havens. They can no longer seek refuge driving to their cul de sacs and their SUVs, nor relate to the bourgeoisie, nor indulge their spendthrift when the remnants of their former selves sit there, still engrossed in the theater piece. They were supposed to cheer at their seats, but they ended up running shitless, condemning the cast for casually reenacting such tumultuous happenings between men. But what really is it? A lived in quirk, a smitten curse, a written work that no one understands. Coup de théâtre.